Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Raw, NXT, Dubai, oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a random of the week complete with a bloody good quiz of course on wrestle culture as i said though joined by hamlet to look ahead to smackdown tonight and all the fallout from wrestlemania yeah i remember that that was good isn't it i uh we're going to talk about cody Rhodes today and on raw cody Rhodes talked about dusty Rhodes, and dusty Rhodes famously once said in a phrase that has since been used by certain other wrestlers in kayfabe and otherwise a famous phrase the view never changes he was referring of course then to arn anderson as a walk behind her to Ric Flair, because when you walk behind a baby, the view never changes. Um, the view does change, because this time last week we were recording SmackDown as I looked out of a window that was over your shoulder at beautiful, sunny Dallas. The view today, as much as I like the inside of the What Culture Studio, yeah. doesn't yet feel as satisfying as that view from last week. Acoustics are better, though. The acoustics are much better. Can't argue with that. Uh, you know, they're not that great on an airplane, but I wouldn't mind being <laughs> back on one of them, too. Yeah, if you haven't, by the way, do check out our Raw review. It's the most surreal thing we've ever done. Me, Phil, and Hamlet recorded it on the flight back from Dallas, and it was uh, wild. It was lost in the molasses of the like the other podcasts because it was obviously delayed. Delayed by a literal Texas tornado. Yes. Which further enhanced our, our Dallas experience. There's you more had of to go and seek shelter in a bar, guys. And I kind of don't want to tell you. Well, this is like a bit of a wrestle culture tease, this, isn't it? Because you typically, I've never been able to do one of these before, mm. but you typically do like a WrestleMania wrap up yeah. on wrestle culture. And we're going to, I get to be part of that. We've got some stories there. to tell on there. Yeah. But aye, why all this eventually, <clears throat> as we stop hobnobbing about our nice time, leads us back into SmackDown, of course, is because Fallout. To be generous is often a way for us to pad out content that hasn't been provided to us by WWE when it comes to a post-pay-per-view SmackDown, doesn't it? That's not really the case here. There is actual fallout. Mm -hmm. Of course, things happened at WrestleMania that were conclusive in some cases because that's what this show is still supposed to be. But equally, there are some things that are continuing on. And it does feel like they left... I feel like we're in a minority on this one, but there's one program in particular where they left some stuff on the table that... We, at least, were quite keen coming yeah. out of the show to want to see more of, but everything we've been told based on what it looks like on television. I will, it's Friday today, I will be aiming to sit down and have my WrestleMania rewatch tonight, mm-hmm. and maybe that's when I'll feel it. 
Um, there were a couple of things that they left more of that are presumably going to be addressed tonight. Yeah, it's strange. There's like differences of opinion and, and reactions to several things that happened at Mania. Edge AJ Styles, we weren't the biggest fans of. And I think it's fair to say some people haven't been either. But then on the other side of things, you know, if you make a joke about Edge having blue light on his face, you find out just how many people really <laughs> did enjoy Edge versus AJ you know Styles. I, right, let's, let's talk about this. It's more interesting than some of the SmackDown preview <laughs> fodder anyway. Yesterday, in the middle of our AEW review, mm-hmm. you happened upon a quite brilliant observation that... Um, Edge's blue face <laughs> could be nicely contrasted against the one that Vincent Mann tried to supplant on Christian all the way back in 2005 when, just to remind people, he believed that Christian was so ugly that they should put a blue dot over his face every time he walked to the ring. That was a genuine Vince McMahon thoughtgasm that spewed out on a, a writer's room that mm-hmm. then became law through podcasts and all that sort of stuff. You had a bit of fun with that on Twitter. <laughs> Apparently. Well, what has what's actually happened here? A lot of people learning about this Christian story for the first time. Is that is that maybe what's gone down? Well, that's what I've gleaned from some of the responses because <laughs> I don't know. I, I I really have never really experienced something like this before on Twitter, and I'm not really bothered by people saying I hate you. You're <laughs> your job. What culture sucks? This is why you've fallen off. Because well, I've watched what we've been able to do over the last week or so, and I'm incredibly proud of everyone who's been involved in it. If that's falling, I can't wait to get back up. <laughs> yeah, oh exactly. But, um, yeah, I, there are a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, you shouldn't compare the two. You know, oh, can't, why can't we just have nice things? Oh, you're such an AW shill. I've just spent the last week peeping praise on <laughs> WWE. Um, and then occasionally you'll get one of our, our lovely listeners uh, responding, saying, you do know this is about... Vince and the Blue Don, it's just a bit of a joke, to be honest. It's not like me saying, huh, WWE sucks, AW rules for life. <laughs> and then the amount of people go, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's just like, maybe don't be so reactionary on Twitter. I realise that's a silly thing to say about Twitter. But yeah, I think it's, it's, it is a general lack of awareness around something that I thought was kind of well known to a lot of wrestling fans. So what this leads me to suggest is, Wilborn, that you are in fact... Delete my Twitter? No, I know someone has suggested that. You're not a troll. No. You're not a bad faith actor. You're not trying to poke the bear. You are, in fact, an educator, which I believe is what Edge called a submission when <laughs> he used to play it in matches where he was really over, which wasn't the case at WrestleMania <laughs> when he fought AJ Styles. There's some incendiary opinion on that match that I believe in several podcasts. I said, guys, this could one could turn out to be total garbage. And then decide for yourself if I was right or not. Mm. I know how I felt about it, but there does seem to be more of a divisive response to this than I imagined. Yeah, and I, then the, the conversely, you and I, and I think it's fair to say Phil and, and Miller, really quite enjoyed Charlotte versus Ronda. It wasn't the cleanest display. Like a fight. But yeah, it was just, as I said, uh, people were, were really laying stuff in. I thought, like you say, there was this air of desperation around who wants to actually win. And I thought it was a genuinely clever finish that justified dragging this on to WrestleMania backlash. And I think it's, it's a main event without question, unless they do something big with the, you know, unified world champion. We'll talk Roman in a second. But yeah, it feels like tonight you have to start setting up the Ronda-Charlotte rematch. I mean, literally as Charlotte was walking away, clutching her title, Ronda was mouthing, you tapped out. And she's tweeted as much as well. Yeah, it's super subjective, this one. Oh, like, all views on matches are, I guess, but... I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what like some of our friends and colleagues here at What Culture and then other people you read online have said about what it was to watch this match on screen. It's not 
been the most highly regarded, but uh, we've had the Wrestling Observer drop today. You mm-hmm. can go online and find like Dave Meltzer's star ratings, and regardless of what you think of star ratings, it's, it's worth hearing some of the most prominent voices' views on these matches. Speaking of prominent voices, like Michael Sidgwick's article is there. You can go and find that. I think there was a video made of that as well. That's all in all, all our what culture coverage. It's not done so well, this match, in terms of the, re- the, the reviews by and large. We do find ourselves from being in the building being in a bit of a minority. It wasn't so much the um, justification of the rematch. It's sometimes just a feeling, isn't it? You know, like WWE will often do things to make to, to tell you that a rematch is justified. Yeah. But they can't show you because you don't feel it. You don't believe it. You don't buy it. I felt and believed and bought that Ronda Rousey was screwed here. It was a big deal to put an L on Ronda Rousey because Becky Lynch had been the only person to do that, and that, too, was contentious. Yeah. So the idea that you do this at a WrestleMania um, to give Ronda the, the big rematch when you need something for WrestleMania backlash that's going to feel big seemed to me not only to be quite smart booking but quite believable. Mm. Ronda really did have it won. It had been a scrap, but she'd outfought Charlotte Flair and obviously things just didn't go away with a pretty cool ref bump as far as ref bumps go with with the spear. And I don't know. It felt organic enough for me to buy and I'm not as lenient as some when it comes to these WWE finishes. But yeah, maybe maybe through the lens it looked different and maybe tonight a lot of people... So like in order to represent that, that voice, I suppose... I suppose one of the takes might have to be, well, can they get this back on track for a rematch? Maybe people didn't feel it. Maybe did people did just think, ah, maybe Ronda's finished. And now it'll be WWE's job to try and find the heat for one more go at it. You know, I would expect Ronda to win. This is pay-per-view preview fodder, but I would expect her to win when they actually yeah. do have the match. So the month now is Ronda saying, you tapped out, had your beat, you nothing to worry about on the night. I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And Charlotte Flair... Desperately pushing back on that, we're saying all it took was one boot to the face. Uh oh, I can beat you in the face again when we fight again. Yeah, or putting up loads of barriers. I know that's sort of been part of the build to WrestleMania, but whether you put her through a gauntlet, that might be quite fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her just showcasing of her wrestling skills, her submission skills, especially that maybe she has to run through select opponents by Sonya Deville, for example, including Sonya Deville. I quite like that because I was of the opinion that Ronda was clicking on. Uh, Saturday again it's really really tough this because a lot of people seem to disagree yeah so maybe I'm on an island or it was a live thing or whatever but I thought like I could see the instincts coming back like, I thought she made a lot of really cool very small choices with her facials with the like just a, like some of her footwork in the match as well it just felt like all those good pro wrestler instincts were back and mm. Ronda was having her first genuinely great night um so maybe another month of that on route to WrestleMania backlash is just what she needs to Keep the blades sharpened. Speaking of being on an island, let's talk about the man who's on an island of relevancy. We the ones acknowledge him, your unified WWE universal <laughs> world. I don't know what they're calling it right mm. now. Roman Reigns, he's got all the belts. Um, he promised on Raw that we would find out what's next for him tonight. Mm. Is that Cody Rhodes? There is reports today that he's going to be at the bare minimum backstage at SmackDown. Maybe that could just mean he works a dark match yeah. or, yes, yeah, comes out after uh, after the show's finished. Or will he confront Roman Reigns? Much like many locals in Dallas, Texas, I'm not prepared to answer that question until you put your finger down. <laughs> Thank you I really like doing it. <laughs> I saw actual adult human beings get awfully cross with you at the weekend for having that finger in the air. Awfully My favourite part, and uh, it's just just you know, it's just a bit of fun between wrestling fans, guys. 
That's what this is. What the, this is what being at live shows should be all about. Yeah, not getting aggressive or getting. But there was a few lads sat around us, and it was nice to share a bit of bit of chat with mm-hmm. them uh, in and around the main event. And it was fairly divided in yeah. terms of Brock and Roman. Uh, myself and a few of the others were, were back in Rome and a few others thinking, well, you know, you'd mentioned yourself, you know, Brock's sticking around for potentially a few yep. more matches. No word on that. Maybe Brock shows up tonight. Who knows? But um, the moment <laughs> Roman Reigns got that three, there was a lad sat along from us, sat next to you, I believe, Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked him right in the eye and just slowly raised my finger <laughs> and said, well, mouth, because he couldn't hear me because the noise was going off. Acknowledge him. <laughs> I loved it. He had a Brock Lesnar belt over his shoulder, like a 2003 era. Mm, yes. Title over his shoulder, yeah. And I, I, there was a lad in front of us who I took the belt off of. <laughs> <laughs> right. This I, I hate how indulgent this is. I like I know what it's like when I've listened to these podcasts and like the reviewers in question have been at the show and it's maybe a different energy to the one you saw on screen. I had. The worst awakening this weekend as relates to Roman Reigns. And, and I had the best. And you did. You had, you had a really good time with this. I'm going to need to be pulled back from the ocean onto the island of relevancy where Roman Reigns dances naked when he's away on holiday. <laughs> because I thought the myth was exposed this weekend. i got to be honest, right? I Over two nights and two shows and one really underthought and canny boring match, quite honestly. And then a lazy main event segment what I saw was the modern version of WWE's Made Men, which is a reaction, fair enough, right? I'm not suggesting that people were sat on their hands when Roman walked to the ring, but they certainly were when he wrestled. They certainly were as they were waiting for him to do the line. Do the line, Roman! Mm-hmm. You know, like, nothing's happening. There's no there's no feeling. There's no reaction. Present company, notwithstanding. Yes. Right? You're, <laughs> you're having a great time. Um there's no nothing like people have seen the spears. They've seen the Superman punches. We talked at length, glowingly, about Roman's acting in this role of a man that was finally rattled by somebody and was struggling to hide it. And it was this. There was a certain duality to Roman Reigns before WrestleMania. Gone. Yeah. Match. Yeah. Just dropped that. cold. I don't know why they did it. He rubbed his head a bit when Brock took his gloves off at the start of the match, and that was about it. Get to the barrier stuff. and the and the panic of, yeah. of the Kimura. Get to the barrier. Get to the Kimura, get to the suplexes, do do the stuff that, to be honest, is a formula that we'd seen at WrestleMania 31, let alone at WrestleMania 33, 34. You know, like, we've seen this version of this match multiple times. The Saudi Arabia match in its construction was better and more dramatic than this. Mm-hmm. It's made me reflect on Roman Reigns' big stadium match against John Cena at SummerSlam that was this. Big move trading, very little in the way of, like, a, a deeper story being told mm-hmm. in the match. I, I just felt like I'd seen behind the curtain and I didn't like what I saw. And I want to go back to wondering how it is that the magician saws the lady in half. I, I just, they can do it. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure they can do it. Maybe it has something to do with um, none of us are in the absolutely dreadful Adam Sandler film click and don't have a remote with which to fast forward <laughs> real life because I certainly would have done mm. Roman Reigns' entrance IRL. Whew. <laughs> I don't think you'd be so kind about your Saturday morning SmackDown experience if you had to sit through that oh, once no. a week. My word. I ju- it just wasn't a good weekend for me and, and the old tribal chief. But what he has done is dispatch to Brock Lesnar. We are absolutely desperately in need of something brand new for Roman Reigns. Um, and to be fair to WWE, you come out of WrestleMania and you look up and down the card and there is no shortage of immediate short-term and long-term contenders for him. They have at least 
set up a couple, a couple of people off pretty big wins that you could theoretically see them loading up backlash. I suppose WrestleMania backlash, there are two at the front of my mind, and I'm sure that the front of everybody else is, and it is all about, do you want to go, let's start the wrestling calendar off, or do you want to go, no, it's still WrestleMania, it's still good, it's still good, it's still good. And the former is Drew McIntyre, and the latter is Cody Rhodes. Do you think he interrupts or, or at least confronts Roman Reigns one way or another tonight or addresses the elephant in the room? Cody? Yeah. Very possibly, but I don't want it. I loved the um, separation of the two of them on Raw. You start Raw with Cody Rhodes basically laying out his plan of why he's back, which is to win that title. I would love them now to, just because that's been said, it's Cody willing it into existence, but it just so happened that obstacles have appeared in his way. This is how AEW does it. And it would be quite remarkable for Cody, the least AEW guy when he was on AEW television, to kind of book an AEW adjacent angle in WWE. He has spoken about what he wants, but it's pro wrestling. Things happen that stop him getting to where he needs to get to. I understand if they want to do the Brock. I used the Brock and John Cena comparison. I think when we were talking about this in another podcast, Brock was back. What does he do on his first night? He targets Cena. And they do it at Extreme Rules. It's right there. It's right now. It's, oh my God, it's happening. Exploding head stuff. Completely get why they would want that. Because it kind of does maintain that WrestleMania buzz to a show that now has the word in the title of the show. So I do get why they would do it. But I would like them to show some patience and some discipline. I've said said what I think they need to do here. And I think what should happen tonight, and, you know, it's, it's all subjective. I think Roman Reigns comes out and says, I've smashed everybody, basically. Um, and yeah, Cody Rhodes comes out and goes, boy, you ain't never beaten this version of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'd have him do is say, you can't just walk back in and get a title shot. That's not how things work around here. By the way, that's exactly how things work around here. You've got but, rankings to consider, Cody. Yeah, something along <laughs> those lines, right? And you have, at WrestleMania Backlash, no Roman Reigns. He says, I'm taking a holiday. I'm unified champion. I've won both belts. Why should, you know, mm. I'm just going to go, and I'm going to be like Brock. Yeah. That's what you all wanted to be, me, me right? I'm going to go and be like Brock. I'm taking some time off and getting my knob out in an island, basically, <laughs> again. And you know what? We're going to have a, have a fatal five way, because they're really good at that. I know what they're doing. Um, with five contenders, mm. the winner of which will face Roman at whatever bloody pay-per-view, I never know what it is, and they don't, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Whatever pay-per-view, Sorry, premium live event comes after uh, after WrestleMania Backlash, and the winner of that match is anyone that's not named Cody Rhodes. Yeah, Cody Rhodes doesn't get pinned, but he doesn't win because someone else. And I'm I'm going to leave this up to you. I'm not even I'm not going to speculate as to who that should be. Someone else costs Cody or gets so involved with Cody that he doesn't get that match. So you can save Cody versus Roman for SummerSlam, which is when it should happen, guys. And you have Cody versus someone else on that other pay-per-view where just Cody just keeps winning. Cody just keeps mm-hmm. winning until SummerSlam, and then he wins at SummerSlam, and he's the guy to dethrone Roman. Because that's a nice cyclical thing. That's like, what, two years? Roman's basically held everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, come back. That's true. Yeah, that was right. It was the, you'll never see it coming. It was the, Remember when they had a payback a week after a SummerSlam? Yeah. They won the title there, didn't so, they? So, yeah. you, you know, basically, you've got it all, all laid out there. Uh, and the I'd also have maybe Drew McIntyre wins that um, uh, the Fatal Five Way, for example, because it feels like now's the time to to give him a push in the words of Andy Murray. Yeah, um, we lamented a lot before WrestleMania the fact that Drew by the end of the build of Drew and Happy Corbin, it wasn't even really about Drew and Happy Corbin, was it? 
It was about something else mm. going on, and we saw a bit of that in the match. It wasn't really wasn't to do with Drew. It was yet another time where Drew didn't really get his moments. They WWE will have believed that the way in which Drew was Drew handled that match on um, uh, night one was you know like keeping him strong, I guess. But mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like it ultimately within WWE, they encourage you to kind of forget what's happened and then tell you that a thing is a thing and you're there to believe it as a fact. So if Drew McIntyre comes out and just does that bit again about being the guy that carried the company when times were at the hardest and all that sort of stuff, you just believe it because that's the context of the storyline. Wrestlers are only permitted to do one thing at once. So he might mention Corbin and Moss in this promo this week when he says, lays out a challenge to Roman Reigns or whatever. But in two weeks' time, that never happened. Yeah. Like, a lot of wasted time never happened. It's just... I'm a title contender. I've always been a title contender and now I want a title shot. I couldn't get one against Bobby Lashley, so I came to SmackDown and Roman, you've been ducking me and now is the time. You know, that's that's how WWE writer shapes a brain of a pro wrestler, basically. So I would quite like Roman to start taking some of these shows off. I think you're right. I think there's a certain specialness that Brock Lesnar achieved through almost showing a bit of disrespect for the process mm. that I would allow Roman Reigns to do a little bit. Um, but I'm not sure they see it that way. I think it's... For their in their minds right now, Roman's a one belt, one show champion, but I don't think that's going to last. I think you do split, you create a new belt, or you split them off again, or whatever it is. And I would expect WrestleMania backlash. I have a feeling they're going to hurry straight to Drew and Roman if they don't do the Cody one. I really want what you suggested. Like I, I would have them stretch even further. I know the Rock feels nailed on for Roman Reigns, but why not leave? Cody there is a just in case. If you can't mm-hmm. get the Rock, why yeah. not have him? Or better still, if there is two belts by then, why not? Have Cody as your as your planned Royal Rumble winner, and then look at the actual look at the champion you need him to face mm-hmm. here at that time. So I'd go even longer, but I think it's really tough. I could see them doing WrestleMania backlash with Cody just to try. Oh and keep, yeah, try and keep the buzz going. I just hope they don't. Drew Drew got a big win. He's a big star on SmackDown. He's yet to get near Roman in this particular like collision course. Mm-hmm. Feels feels right. It does. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. A quick word on uh, Drew's opponent from WrestleMania, Happy Corbin. Mm. There's been issues between him and Madcap Moss recently. Do you think that's all coming to a head tonight, maybe? I mean, I thought it was going to happen at WrestleMania. Yeah. So I guess now any split is imminent. The the thing was, what we kind of observed in the run-up to WrestleMania was that somebody, somebody back there, somebody very powerful, presumably, maybe Vincent Mann himself, really seemed to enjoy the Madcap Moss character in a way they hadn't done previously. Maybe it was because of that insane bump that he took and then survived. Yes. Strong shoulders of his sustained that crazy Drew McIntyre bump. And so we've often talked about how once Vince sees a guy get injured, he sometimes marks the cards. Maybe the fact that Madcap must escape that and it went the other way. It was like, you're all right and you're jacked and your gear looks funny. I like you. I like you. And then it was kind of out of nowhere. It was like, well, now he's doing jokes at Corbin's expense and Corbin doesn't like it. And sure enough, it's kind of... Again, I haven't seen this with commentary yet, so I'm not sure how this is presented live. It did just appear that he kind of stood on the apron for no reason <laughs> and caused Corbin to get distracted, and that ultimately led us to the finish. So, yeah, long answer to the short question, yes. If not tonight, it's happening. It feels very WrestleMania backlashy, and Madcap Moss gets the win, and mm. they believe, well, he's off to the races. I'm not sure it's as simple. I love Madcap Moss. You know, I really like I, I think this gimmick can work. I think Corbin has done his best with the Madcap Moss character to, like, whatever Corbin's level is, and I'm still not really sure what that is, he's done his best to get Madcap Moss to it. So I think, like, there's a Miz and A-Rai thing going on here. Yeah. And Alex Riley got that big post-WrestleMania win over the Miz where they tried to make him a babyface, and then stuff happened and all that, but their intentions were very good. It was like, right, Miz is here. We want Alex Riley to get here. When they split, Alex Riley will get that win. Question mark. Bags of cash. <laughs> it was the question mark bit where it went wrong for him. It doesn't have to be that way for Madcap Moss. Who knows? But I could see this being... This feels very, very post-WrestleMania push, doesn't it? I feel a bit sorry for Happy Corbin. He's lost his end of days, you know. Yeah, man. And he's now going to lose his best mate. Yeah. It's a bit of a waste, one. not it? I think they're going to live to regret that, you know. I think they're really going to live to regret it. It, was, it got a reaction in the building. Of course it did. People understood that as a bigger picture thing. But was it really focused upon in the story? I don't think so. Was it something that was a big part of the Madcap Moss turn? I don't think so either. I think that was recklessly thrown away. It's one of these things where you never you never get a window into the rationale of whether or not the wrestlers did this, whether or not the agent suggested it. Whoever made that call made a very stupid decision because you don't get that back. No, exactly. You just don't get it back. It's Vincent Mann. It's, we're always told he's got final sign-off on everything, so you can put it on Vince, you know? It's, it was reckless, and, like, yeah, I feel a bit sorry for Corbin too, but then the last time we felt sorry for Corbin, he kind of had the run of his career, and they thought, mm, we best undo this. Like, Corbin's getting over as, like, the best babyface we've got because <laughs> yeah. he's got mustard on his shirt. So, I, I don't know, maybe, like, 
I'm assuming Madcap Moss is the baby face coming out of this as well. So yeah. feeling sorry for Corbin probably won't last very long. I don't think it's going to do anything. It's not made me think, oh, now Drew can beat Roman. It's just... No. Just yeah, this is it. It's not the old days anymore. No. That stuff doesn't work like it used to. Um, in terms of stuff they haven't advertised but is rumoured for this show, all they've really said is, Roman Reigns is going to be there, so you'll probably watch. They'll probably still do, <laughs> do, do two million, obviously. Uh, is the return of Lacey Evans. She obviously went away to have a child. She was... In oh, quite the interesting storyline before that all happened. Yep. Um, you know, I, I wasn't a fan of hers. I'll, I'll hold my hands up and admit that um, when she came in, uh, whether that be with the Becky stuff or with the Charlotte and uh, the Ric Flair stuff. Mm. But fresh start, clean slate for her, for her and me. I'm excited to see how they do this, especially how they present her because they've fluctuated, haven't they? They've had her be, yeah, just this, oh, oh, bloody hate you, yep. your women's right against Becky Lynch and all the stuff with, with Corbin and Seth and all that bollocks. Mm. But then they've also tried... I mean, her story is quite a babyface one, really, isn't it? In terms of, like, all-American, you know, military, all that stuff. Yeah. So there's an argument to be made that she could return as, as kind of either of those personas or something completely different. Do you know what the worst thing about this debut could be? And I want to point you to the Royal Rumble to see how very possible this could be. Actually, no, I want to point to you... Popping for Sami Zayn's entrance before forgetting that the music changes after the opening few yes. seconds is if Lacey Evans' theme changes because what an absolute banger that was. Oh, yeah. Bam, bam, ba 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 bam, bam, ba 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 bam, bam, a ba ba something army, bam, bam, ba ba bam, bam. You should do a CD of you singing all your wrestlers' favourite themes just without, you know, not knowing the words. House of Black, all right. Um, <laughs> the... Yeah, the thing. What was the Roman one? Talk about army. I've been PTSD to WrestleMania, man. Um, no, Lacey Evans had a had a great theme. Her, yeah, you're right. By the way, the babyface heel thing, the heel character was one dimensional, very one dimensional, like underdrawn, really. But she had that right. The, the woman's right got over. Yes, cool name as well. Um, the babyface character was underwritten for a completely different reason. Her, there's a podcast, if you can find it. She did an interview with Lillian Garcia, right? Lacey Evans' story is remarkable. Yeah. She had an unbelievably difficult childhood. She's one of like five. And I believe both the parents were drug addicts, I think. I like, I'm not casting aspersions here, but no, I had no, a no. really hard go of it. I'm sure like her siblings are all called... It's a bit of an AJ Styles thing. It's like if, if siblings are called like Macy, Casey, JC, and Lacey or something. Do never tell Vince that because he's just done Ezekiel on Bloody Monday Night Raw. And I, I think even Lacey Evans' name might be Macy, and I'm sure Lacey is a tribute to one of his sisters. Oh, right, okay. I guess it may be even like, there might be a case where like someone might have passed away in the family. It's a really unbelievably difficult run of things. And then she, you know, she's gone into the army or the, you know, whichever, the National Guard or whatever, yeah, however yeah. it is. She's like a mother. Um, before wrestling, yeah, 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 and now she is again. It's I. She's, you know, she can go like she can kick your ass. She kick mine. Like I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do sort of feel bad speaking ill of her, which theoretically makes her an awesome babyface. But she just wasn't a very good wrestler. And we sit here talking about wrestling, and it's you know. So I've got mixed feelings about this comeback. I think the, you've hit the nail on the head. Fresh freshness. When we were in, I remember me and you having a conversation ahead of going to Raw on the Monday, and you were saying quite excitedly, wow, well, like, Sasha and Naomi are tag team champions. Bianca Belair is the new woman's Raw women's champion. 
tonight alone, we could get Bailey, Asuka, Alexa Bliss. Mm. Didn't get any of them. And Sasha and uh, Naomi won a contenders match and then still have to defend the titles next week anyway. <laughs> and Bianca Belair cut a promo and nobody came out. But the main point I want to make from that is you didn't mention Lacey Evans. So it's a different type of value that she provides. Freshness, mm. yes. Star quality, match quality, TBC. Mm. Fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. It's a hard, she hard, hard wrestling to analyze this. I would love nothing more than her to come back and just start like wrestling total bangers. Because then you can just be like, wow, all that cool stuff. And you're getting great matches as well. But it got pretty bleak sometimes. You know what I'm thinking of? Again, this has come up loads lately. I'm thinking of the karaoke contest. Uh, and she, did a re- she did like a really good job of the... She got some of the words wrong. But she did a really good job of um, With My Baby Tonight mm. by uh, Jeff Jarrett and the Road Dog. Um, and that was one of the last things she did, I think, on in the Performance Center era mm. before she moved to Raw and the Ric Flair promo. Uh, kicked off. We'll reserve judgment on, on yeah. that until the SmackDown review on, on Monday, of course. Uh, and I'm going to join you on that CD to sing one song. What's next for Pat McAfee, aside from eventually the world title, of course? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, not a lot, you know. I think they're going to intentionally try and underplay. Like, he's not underplay it. Pat McAfee underplays nothing. <laughs> but, like, he's obviously going to be buzzing that he's won this match. Uh, Austin Theory's uh, character development on Raw suggested that that's over. Forget about it. He's going a US title, isn't he? Uh, he's going for the US title. He's getting back on track, all that sort of stuff. But Pat McAfee can celebrate the victory um, and laugh off what happened to him in the Vincent Mann one. He was 50-50 bucks, but I would like to think that he's got the star aura and the charisma to kind of be able to talk his way through Losing to an old man punting a football in his belly. I, I, I still can't quite believe that happened. I think time is going to be so uncut. At the moment, I think people are still riding the wave of nostalgia of a Vince McMahon match and what happened afterwards with the worst stunner ever. Time is going to be horrifically unkind to that match, and it deserves it. It's a really poor call. I just think people yet aren't prepared to talk about it analytically. Do you know what I think? I, I said that. this to the new, on, on the news to Andy. I think people are going to go, oh, yeah, WrestleMania, that was... Stone Cold Kevin Owens, mm. and that was, you know, all the other stuff. And then it was Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, and then it was a really bad stunner by Stone Cold on Vince McMahon. I think people will forget about this. They we will, we will remember Don't it as a, a dreadful match. They're certainly banking, but on no it. one will go. Pat McAfee can't beat X because Vince McMahon beat him. Yeah, I think, and the fact that I thought he spoke volumes yesterday, and I'm not saying Sidgwick is is constantly negative on WWE. I think he gives an incredibly fair assessment from what he sees and what he likes. Mm. We're all subject. We're all, you know, designing different things. The fact that Sidgwick sat here yesterday on our brilliant, you know, sort of what's next for WWE after WrestleMania podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcast from, and on our YouTube mm. channel if you want to watch our beautiful faces. <laughs> the fact that he said, oh, yeah, I don't think that match, that match really counts. Uh, he's probably will, still will title contender for me, Pat McAfee. Yeah. Spoke volumes. Well, yeah, it's uh, and Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee's star power speaks volumes. Pat McAfee, again, in, in, in a total reversal, I mean, not a total reversal, because I love Pat McAfee anyway, but a total reversal of my feelings on Roman Reigns, I was only more wowed by seeing Pat McAfee in the flesh. All the things that I felt watching him on television against Adam Cole and in war games, and just the general vibe around him, his story and the cool setup the promo that he set, he recorded himself and all that. Just feel good about... Pat McAfee made me feel good about somebody there that could, could be our guy, could be the guy, and... You don't get that very often. We were leaving 
WrestleMania, we were walking up the stairs, and it was... I, I can't imagine what it would have been like to, left, to be leaving WrestleMania 34 after that Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns disaster. <laughs> You've just attended the biggest wrestling show in the world, and I, I cannot imagine the mindset of people leaving that, like wondering what it was they just witnessed. Roman's blood left everywhere. Brock Lesnar backstage, hoying the belt at Vince. A, a disaster of epic proportions. The WrestleMania main event. It wasn't that, but it was subdued, wasn't it? We know what it was like to have left a WrestleMania on the highest of highs. Oh, absolutely, we yeah. left both 35 with Becky on top and 38 with Steve Austin. Like, those were crowds leaving, joy, euphoria, a bit more tiredness in New York, but yeah, yeah, general, yeah. like, thrilled with the outcome, what they saw, the right person holding a belt aloft or holding beers aloft or whatever. It wasn't that. It was just a sort of, it felt more like, oh, we've just attended a WWE show and now we're going to go home. We're going to go back to our cars and our trains now. So we're walking up these stairs and it's, it's a bit of a hum, isn't there? Yeah, will bomb watch this. Oh, 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 oh. Whole place. Up. Yeah. Straight away. W- one bar. And you just, that's over. That's Volley and the Adam Cole babies across the room. That's Ric Flair woos. That's whatever. And it was instant. And yes, it's a catchy song. Yes, I still hear Jeremy Corbyn's name sung against it. But that's by the by. It was for Pat McAfee that night. And he, with that theme, with that match, with the stage that he was able to shine on bigger than the prior ones in NXT. He's announced himself to the world mm. as a pro wrestler, as a future world champion. They don't need to hit the accelerator on it. I know we, that's two wrestlers now. We're saying, whoa, take your time, take your time, take your time. But there will be other stadiums for Pat McAfee to delight. And WrestleMania backlash does not need to be his next stage. He can no. go back to the commentary table, Michael Cook, and say, what a performance, Pat. It was so great to see you do that. And Pat was like, yeah, and maybe I'll bang heads another time as well. Just nobody needs to step to me. And then all it takes is one day somebody to do just mm-hmm. that. I can't wait for the day. I don't think it's right now. No, I agree. I think the same really applies to Logan Paul. I think they yeah, should have him same. back yep. and have him in big matches. You know, but if the first time those... Bad Bunny were at the Rumble. Huge yeah. crap, great moment. If the first time both of those step back in a ring is so much time. Not necessarily against each other, of course. Although... Um, <laughs> I think it'd still, yeah, it would still have the residual memory of, of what a night they both had at, at Manias for different reasons. I know you always have somebody else in mind for this particular role, but I could see Pat McAfee walking around with the Money in the Bank briefcase. 100%. And commentating on SmackDown both weeks with it just sat on the table right there. That's, like, that's captivating, actually. Just like, oh, it's a shame if something happened to the world champion yeah. whilst I'm just sat here on Well, I happen to be sat here doing my job. I think I want that more you than anything else now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, of course, traditionally, the, the post-WrestleMania shows see call-ups from mm-hmm. NXT. It's obviously a very different NXT now. It's now NXT. Oh! But do you reckon we could get some arrivals tonight? And if so, who? And if not, well, we've got a game to play anyway where I'm gonna put, I've am gonna i got the uh, NXT roster up in front of me. Can I give you two call-ups and a return? Yes. So, as a return, I want... I remember from earlier in the podcast, they call us a callback. Bailey, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, <laughs> one of them. I'd love Bailey back. I won't, I'm hoping that the, the she was at um, Corey Graves and Carmella's wedding yesterday, I do believe, with a beautifully dressed John Moxley <laughs> in, his, uh, in his bum bag and his jeans and his T-shirt. Um, so I don't know if that's even viable, but one of those three would be great. Bailey would be the best. Asuka would be the second best. Alexa Bliss, not as fiend, uh, would be the third. But one of them would be pretty cool. I think... A seemingly weird decision was made on Tuesday because it's affecting Friday. And I think Dakota Kai and Rafael Gonzalez might be getting called up. Ooh. So they won the tag team titles at the show that we attended, Stand and Deliver. Um, and it was a really nice moment, wasn't it? They've kind of come back together very last minute, 
They've realised that they're better together than they were apart. Dakota Kai, thanks to a relationship with Wendy Chu, is no longer crazy. And Raquel Gonzalez, having had a difficult, shall we say, run as women's champion, yeah. has maybe thought, I'm going to get back to basics here. We're going to get the band back together. It was all very, as wholesome as that disgusting grot fest comes, <laughs> comes thinking brand can be. Then they lose the belt straight back to Toxic Attraction. Mm. Straight back. You know, a title change for the sake of a crowd pop in Dallas, perhaps. Um, a title change to Hot Shot a rating, you're not going to get it, it's NXT 2.0, is it because getting seen working on a bigger stage in that building, in the American Airlines, in Dallas, has got them seen by the right people, and they've been given the the good news that their NXT 2.0 title loss on Tuesday will in fact be their last night on that brand, and they're coming up. So that's my little bold prediction. I think that defeat was by design, because somebody has seen them on the Saturday and thought, yeah, we'll have some of that, let's bring them up. I haven't seen anything about this guy, or these guys, I should say, on uh, 2.0. I haven't had a chance to catch up on it. All we heard about was that was the title change mm. and the kidnapping. <laughs> but the campaign starts here. Get Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams on that goddamn main roster because they work so well as a team, and I'm terrified that they're going to do what they usually do. But, I mean, if anyone can get past it, it's, it's the the... Skill and charisma of Carmelo Hayes, especially when he's got Trick Williams in his corner as well. Yeah, um, they're without the complications of a title belt now, especially, which is all the more reason why you now would be the time to speculate. And though the post-WrestleMania Raw was far from the party shows of old, the Via and Ezekiel debuts were both um, candidates for the traditional, oh, they're here, yeah. push. I think Sidgwick's got the article coming soon at the website. It's always a really fun read because it always happens. There's always somebody that you kind of tilt your head a little bit and go, yeah. Like Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams are not even a, yeah, push their air. Here we go. Let's do it. Yeah. That's something that you want, that you feel that you could believe. So it'd be nice if you didn't have to cast a wry eye on it and you could just think, right, I've actually seen these two develop. It's now a developmental that Vincent Mann gets talent he wants rather than kind of talent he stubbornly books because Triple H has supplied them. I'd, be buzzing. I'd be buzzing for the pair of them. And I think it would work. Short, like, short-term, at the very least. It might not imagine last. If, imagine if, like, uh, I'm not even sure if he's on the, I'm on the right brand here, but sod it, who cares? Dolph Ziggler comes out and says, look, I'm the biggest star on SmackDown. He cut in a promo saying how great he is. I've just won the NXT title in, in, in uh, on, uh, well, retained, I should say, a stand and deliver. And then I got screwed out of it. Surprise match, blah, blah, blah. But I'm the best. I'm the best. I've got Robert Reed in my corner. I'm the best. And Carmelo Hayes, like, I know it's very WWE, just like, right, you welcome up to the main roster, mm. here's, but, yeah, got Trick Williams, he can get rid of Robert Roode, and then Dolce can bump like crazy like he always does for, for Carmelo. I'll I'll try and double down on that. Debuts, defeats Ricochet in the Continental Champion. Wow. Like, great match, total rip of a match. Ricochet last week in that triple threat, man. Jesus Christ. Like, if you're not going to make it on a WrestleMania, at least do something that the world has to watch regardless, and he certainly did with that incredible finish. But yeah, let Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes have this awesome match that totally announces Hayes to the world, wins the Intercontinental title, like into when Carlito did it to John mm. Cena with the US title that time. There's, there'll be other examples. Um, gets their act over immediately. Carmelo Hayes has a belt again because he looks cool as a champion. He's a guy that he believes holds titles. Yeah, like, commit. Let's have the game, though, because yeah, this is fun. Game. I've got the NXT roster page up. Tell me when to stop. Give me a number between one and four, and that person will be arriving on SmackDown tonight. Stop. Okay. It's got to be two. 
can't believe you've done this. Okay. You've spoken this into reality. Go on. So, it's, well, as we know, the game has never been wrong. It's never been wrong. Never. And if this happens, yeah. I will fight anyone who says that this isn't the best SmackDown of the year because she oh. arriving <laughs> on their main roster is Zach Gibson. I mean, obviously for you, I love it. I'm incredibly biased, guys. He's an ex-WCPW guy. He's a scouser, and he's one of the best promos I've seen outside of you know, AW and WWE sort of levels because I wasn't really watching else. And he came into WCPW, he cut this promo, and he looked around in this room full of marks with Bullet Club t-shirts on in, I think it was Birmingham, and he said, I've repeated this a million times, but it bears repeating again. He said, you guys are absolutely blagging your subscription to New Japan World. You've only got two things, two direct debits coming out of your bank accounts. Number one is the WWE Network, and number two is Pornhub Premium. <laughs> Died. He's He'd be such a good piss spoiler, and he's great at wrestling. I have neglect to mention that so much. Him and James Drake are yeah, sensational as a team, sensational as individuals. But my God, he'd be so good. And you don't have to do any stuff with, with Fight Club. Just keep them separate. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you book him for WrestleMania Backlash, would that mean that he'd be on a Pornhub Premium Live event? <laughs> uh, yeah, like, we have a bit of fun with this game, obviously. It's not going to happen. But I'd really like it, if only because going to SmackDown, noted Liverpool fan that he is, might be forced to say a promo where he says, we don't care what the red shit say. <laughs> um... So yeah, that'd be quite nice. And you'd have to like you could get they design him. He's like, hey, you're uh, you're from Liverpool, big uh, big soccer city, right? We got you a SmackDown soccer jersey, Ugh. and it's blue. And he has to, and he'd be like asking me to wear black and white stripes. Ain't happening. Like the he has to wear a blue top, uh, and then he's like shows them the grizzled young vets Liverpool scarves he had made, and they're like, no man, you're on SmackDown. <laughs> hey, keep your fingers crossed, might get drafted to Raw. Look at Veer. Well, it took him six months. That's right over there, like Manchester United. <laughs> Oh, we can but dream. Anyway, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch today. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, me and Sid will be here later on to preview AEW Rampage. And then we'll all be back on Monday to review both SmackDown and Rampage. But for now, this has been the SmackDown Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.